think it's because I don't try to be likable. Now, that is a shift because, like, years ago, Lexi, like, um, from childhood to mid-30s, we'll say, Mm -hmm. um, that was, like, a really keen objective of mine. It's like, people have to like you. People need to appreciate you. And then I started realizing, like, actually, you got to like yourself and you really need to appreciate yourself. Um, and so then as time has gone on, but I, I've still always been consistent. Like I've, I've always kind of envisioned myself at least when I show up to this to a space um, is to try to make people feel seen, um, help them feel heard, um, make them feel like they're somebody. Like it, it gives me a great deal of pleasure to build people up. You are listening to Beyond the Coffee Table, the podcast. You are listening to Beyond the Coffee Table, the podcast. We are back for a brand new episode of Beyond the Coffee Table, the podcast. We're in season two, y'all, and we are continuing to go full throttle here in the year 2023. Shout out to every guest I've had so far and those that are to come. I'm going to just jump right into this episode because I have an incredible guest. The title of this episode is A Woman of impact and as we get into this conversation and you hear this next guest speak and you hear them talk about everything they're doing and the things that they have done and the things that are to come you'll understand why the name of this episode is woman of impact so my next guest is the owner and operator of several businesses and rightfully so um some in particular where I met her, where it's introduced to her, is one called CocoLife.Black. If you don't know about it, just Google it. It'll be the first thing to pop up on page number one. And also another business she has called Milestone Pros, on top of other businesses that she has. But we'll talk about that as we get into the episode. She's a wife. She's a mother. She's a friend. She's a sister. All that and so much more. She is intentional and truly a woman of impact, she is Mrs. Alexia Damboya. Welcome to the podcast. Well, welcome back. I was about to say, <laughs> it's, it's not my first time. And wow, that was like, I was getting a little like, whew, overwhelmed with um, joy, if you will, and just humility as you were introducing. And I'm so excited as you were talking, I was sitting here thinking about, yeah, how far, like the first time. And mm-hmm. it's just a pleasure to even be able to grace this space that you have created. I'm so excited. Thank you for the invite. Listen, it is my pleasure. I'm so grateful that you were able to take some time to just sit down, have a conversation. And that's exactly what we what we do here. We have conversation. And I like to have conversations with the people who I am interested in. And I've been interested in you and your husband, Musa, since, since day one. I swear it was like we'd already known each other <laughs> on the first time we met yes. uh, in Philly, even though we never met. It was just like, yes, it, it, it was so organic. And I love, love, love that. So as we get into things, first thing I just want to ask is who is Alexia Damboya? Mm, that is a good question and it has changed so much over time but today if you ask me who Alexia Dumboya is I am 40 years old number one 
So, okay, I am officially grown, grown. Um, <laughs> I feel like that's that's what that is. And um, just right now, Alexia Dumboya is a servant. Um, okay. That is the best way I can describe myself. Um, bro- imperfect, yes, 100%. But the way that I strive for excellence, if you will, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, Alexia Dumboya is a servant wow. who strives for excellence. Well, and that, that's strength. That, that's yeah. strength because you don't meet too many people who be like, oh, I'm a servant. Mm-hmm. Even though service is extremely important, I, you don't meet too many people who are like, yeah, that's what I do. Mm-hmm. I'm a servant. That's who I am. I'm here for the service of x y and z yeah you know a lot of times it's i'm the boss or i give out the rules or i'm the director you know so i, I that is that strength right there if no one has told you <laughs> in these years that you've been on this earth since you've been saying that you are a servant well i'm gonna tell you i appreciate that and as you you know like funny enough i think that is where the misconception comes in about like the boss and mm-hmm. the leader and the in charge person mm-hmm. is like actually i mean if you when you think about it like servant leadership even yes. at its finest um that is what it is so it's kind of like back in the day when people would be like listen the one who always talk about i want to fight and i'm gonna be this one that probably the one that can't fight um <laughs> And that was never me because I actually can't fight. I'm not, a, I'm not a fighter. I'm definitely a lover, not a fighter. But the reality is what I understand is that my, it is my responsibility to serve. And that is the best way that I found to also lead um, mm-hmm. in those spaces is to serve. And it's like, if I expect respect, um, then you have to kind of, that has to be granted toward you, to you, if you will. And the best way that you can build those connections is through serving others. Like people need to see that you about that life. If you mm-hmm. will. Right. And, and that's, they, those make the greatest leaders. Those who like my job is to serve, for instance, and I'm, I'm not saying I'm a great leader. I do believe that. You are. However, um, even in my, my military life, I always tell the people who are assigned to me, I work for you. And that's what it is. You, you need me. You need something. Whatever time of day it is, whatever day of the week it is, you have my phone number. Reach out and let's tackle what it is that you need. So, Yep, I agree. And you are. And I think that's also where the connectivity comes from, um, even for you and I, like Mm -hmm. it's coming from that similar mindset, if you will, and objective. Agreed. Agreed. So you are well known. You may not believe it or want to accept it, but you are well known in several circles and amongst a number of people who one would deem successful. So Usually when we get into different circles, um, it's like some people see us one way and some people see us another way, but you maintain your integrity no matter what circle you're in. So how do you maintain your integrity in every circle so that when Terry meets Patricia, they are talking about the same person with the exact same traits and the exact same qualities, and no one's like, I- I don't know that, Alexia. 
Oh, man. Uh, there's this motto. I think we've probably all heard it in some capacity, but it's like consistency is key. Mm. Um, and for me, it really is what you see is what you get. Now, um, some of what people got and what they'll get now um, mm-hmm. has shifted because of things like growth, you know, my convictions and um, just where I discernment and, and where I feel like God is really leading and pulling me. And, and, and that comes from responsibility. Mm. Like I definitely take my responsibility very serious. And it's clear to me that um, God has put me in position um, to serve. And in doing so, I feel I have a responsibility to kind of um, to myself, to mm-hmm. the people that I support and then to my, my own legacy, like to make sure that um, I stand for something. And so that's not always popular. So, you know, as time goes on, I would imagine what can, should be consistency is, yeah, yeah, she said that to me too. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. Lexi was the same with me too. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it may not always be popular opinion, um, but I do feel like this this nagging, if you will, in a good way, responsibility mm-hmm, just to make sure that I, I create consistency. I think that's what people depend on. That's what people rely on. And so my yes is my yes. My no is my no. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and my expectations are for me. And, and what I do expect of others, I try to be transparent and share that. And mm-hmm. then you just kind of let things, chips fall where they may, if you will. I'm going to use all right. the little quotes tonight. <laughs> uh, listen, we can always use a quotable. Um, so those are definitely welcome. So when you, and, and just to go back to your yes being your yes and your no being your no, which are equally important, having, you know, being that firm and letting that be your standard, how do you remain likable? amongst those who do know you and those who are just coming into view? Mm. You know what? Um, I think it's because I don't try to be likable. I honestly think now that is a shift because like years ago, Lexi, like um, from childhood to late, well, I'm not that old, but you know, mid thirties, we'll say Mm -hmm. um, that was like a really keen objective of mine. It's like, people Mm -hmm. have to like you. People Mm -hmm. need to appreciate you. And then I started realizing like, actually you got to like yourself and you really need to appreciate yourself. Um, And so then as time has gone on, but I've still always been consistent. Like I've I've always kind of envisioned myself, at least when I show up to this, to a space um, is to try to make people feel seen, um, help them feel heard, um, make them feel like they're somebody. Like it, it gives me a great deal of pleasure to build people up. And I think mm-hmm. that's where, you know, even Milestone came for and even pivoting and then adding in Coco Life, it has come on the premise of needing to build people up and, and make them feel. But then I had to realize that that was also a need that I had to extend to myself. Right. Um, and so I think that's where the likable piece comes in. I think people are able to relate to me. And I think they they find out, even if they're not sure at first, they're like, wow, she she is genuinely like like this. Again, mm-hmm. I may not always agree with what she says or does or even like everything she says or does, but the reality is she shows up. Like she definitely shows up. Right. The same person every yeah. single time. Every every time. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm that- there's too much going on for me to try to maintain multiple personalities. I, I have to. So this is it. Yes. Yeah. And you, you're not in the boat alone when it comes to 
trying to have people like you and want now I mean it, it's cool for people to like you and all that good stuff but I, I'm the same way until about probably now about two years ago I was the guy who was like oh my god I need everyone to like me I need to be invited mm-hmm. and then COVID happened and I was like mm, you'd be like oh I actually don't need you to like me it's nice if you do but if you don't that's okay because i remember a quote i don't remember who said it but it's a quote that has stuck with me since the day i heard it and the quote is the true definition of freedom is allowing people to feel about you as they do and being perfectly okay with that Mm mm-hmm yeah, I've heard that or iteration of that, and um, it is so true. And I think to add to the the point that we're making too is we're not talking about the people who are just nasty, rude, mean people, and then being like, I don't care if nobody like me, and I don't care if it. No, mm-hmm. like if you are, if you're not a nice person, like if you're not nice to people and genuinely kind to people, we're not talking about you. We, right. You need to care. Right. Not about if people like you, but about how you treat people. Mm-hmm. And that's probably why. But what we're saying is in alignment of that, um, I know who I am and how I'm showing up and what I'm presenting. Mm-hmm. And I know that it is, um, again, not to be seen and liked by everyone, but I know that I am not creating a space of dissension and division. Like right. that's, that's not what I'm creating. Even, even if sometimes, again, people may not agree. And so they can consider that, well, yes, you are. No, we just, we all have different convictions and perspectives, I should say, even that we lean into. But um, yeah, it's, that has been one of the most freeing things. Absolutely. It's just not to feel so overwhelmed and um, in bondage about trying to chase these likes, if mm-hmm. you will. I'm using mm-hmm. air quotes. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) So what would Alexia say is the best part of her day? Oh, man, the best part of waking. No, um, the best part of my day, I have to say it's waking up. Like, glory to God, like, honestly, like, this day and age, Mm -hmm. waking Mm -hmm. up in my right mind, even when my right mind is being pulled and, um, you know, I have struggled with mental health before, and so I'm always appreciative when I wake up in my right mind, and even that right mind being um, stayed on kind of like the right things, if you will, mm-hmm. and not being kind of overwhelmed or overcome by um, emotions like grief or um, anxiety and all of that. And so that's the best part of my day. And then then once that happens, um, and then being able to experience my family, you know, my husband, okay. Musa. The two kids, Camille and MJ, because I feel like um, it's like, wow, okay, everybody got a chance to experience this waking up. And it mm-hmm. reminds me um, of responsibility that I have. And, and, and then I would say third to that, because this all kind of happens in sequence, really. Um, like waking up, getting the family, and then experiencing um, God happens, you know, at that initial wake up. So then after that, just experiencing um, those who usually are in most need of me um, because that kind of gives me a chance to get into that space. Okay. Okay. All right. So that's good. So what would you say 
was the last time or when was the last time you felt like you wanted to give up on something? Oh, the last time I wanted to give up on something. Oh, man. Oh, gosh. I got to say, like, maybe a few weeks ago. Okay. Okay. And <laughs> uh, what kept you going? Um, so the something that I felt like I wanted to give up on, quite honestly, was just where I was in the work that I was doing um, was trying to build out Coco Life. Okay. Um, and the reason why I felt like giving up is because I was just like, man, it is, this seems like too much for one person mm-hmm. is really what it was. And um, what kept me going was being reminded that I am one of many people who care and I'm not alone. Um, and so that really kept me going. Okay. All right. And that's a good thing to have, especially yeah. being a woman of impact such as yourself. And I, I ask that question for other people, women, girls, even, you know, guys who are listening mm. so that they know it's okay to have thoughts of, I want to give up on this or that. However, what is it that could keep me going? Yeah. Uh, so that, that's why I wanted to ask that question in particular. So with that. I like that question. Awesome. I'm glad. (laughs) So with that, uh, you being a woman of impact, a lot of times, and I say a lot of times because it's not always, and you let me know if this is the case for you. A lot of times there is another woman, if you're a woman or another male, if you're a male of impact in your life. So who are some of the women or who is a woman of impact who's been impactful in your life? Oh man, this is a great question. And you're right. A hundred percent for me. I am, I am the manifestation of so many prayers um, and so much support. And I just, I'm only here um, except by the grace of God and placing these particular people in my life. And I think that's why I am such an advocate and um, for collaboration and, mm-hmm. and providing space. Cause I feel like that is, that's how we all grow. So I say the, First two people that come to mind, but and they're no longer with us, um, is my mom and my grandma. Um, okay. In their own way, they have made such a triumphant impact in my life. And um, um, laying them to rest, uh, four years ago, my mom passed away. And then prior to that, it was about seven years since my grandma. Um, and then prior to that, like within a nine-year time span, my, my dad, mom, and grandma passed away. Um, and it was just really interesting to navigate life um, since their passing. But God has placed so many other key people in my life as community who have been impactful. So then I would have to call the names of like Reverend Miles, um, which is my uncle. He has been majorly instrumental and my aunt Felicia, like they have been extraordinarily influential in my life and showing me um, one entrepreneurship that was like one of the first um, like holistic experiences of entrepreneurship I had marriage. Um, There were another example of um, a strong marriage couple that I saw. And even now to this day, they are constantly kind of sowing seeds into me, whether directly or indirectly. Mm -hmm. Um, I think another person of impact for me, and you mentioned her earlier is Patricia. And so funny enough, I met Patricia um, 
the year before my mom passed. And then after my mom passed and her and I got to know each other better, I was like, okay, I see what God was doing there because she's so much like my mom. Mm, um, okay. And so it's just, it's great to be, and Moose always makes fun. He's like, oh my God, knowing Patricia is like, knowing what you're going to be like in your 70s. <laughs> <laughs> but I appreciate her. Um, someone new to the table that has come, but she has been equally instrumental is um, Director Q. Um, who I've had a chance to get to know through many of these maternal health projects. Um, and then one of the last women that I will say that that I put in like this space of, um, I don't want to call them auntie, but if I was, I would be like, like they are really lead women, leading women, if you will, mm-hmm. um, is uh, Kim. And so Kim is um, a person, her, Kim Highsmith, she's in the tech space and she and I connected years back when I started Milestone and she just continues to kind of sow seeds of um, support too. And I say those, these the last three women in particularly because each of them in a different way um, conveyed this point to me. And the point is they use the example of um, Mary um, and her cousin and um, Martha. Okay. Uh, no, wait, what was her cousin? What's the one that had the John the Baptist? Help me out here because I'm growing a blank. Oh, oh, so <laughs> when when we are thinking in terms of, um, I'm literally drawn like a, don't get, listen, Jesus, don't get me. Um, <laughs> and, and when I'm thinking in terms of um, what they said to me was that Mary was gifted and blessed with this uh, Elizabeth, that's okay. Mm-hmm. I was like, it's got to come to me. Um, Mary was blessed to be pregnant with with Jesus, right? And Elizabeth was pregnant at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in a sense, and this means so much in the space that I occupy now in maternal health, they were, each of those women were like, God has given you this gift and I want to be your Elizabeth. Like I'm mm. here to help you carry out this gift that God has given you. Um, and has placed inside of you. And so as a doula, you know, much of the work that I do, especially on whether postpartum or birth or whatever you do in that maternal health space, that's what you're doing is you're helping someone bring forth this life, carry this life in, in, intentionally. Um, and so those three women at different times, not even knowing the other one said that, um, said those things to me. And they, they took a really important charge in that. And so I'm so appreciative of them for that um, mm-hmm. because it's meant so much as far as them pouring into me so intentionally. Um, and I, I mean, like the list isn't long of who has been, you know, closely influential to me, um, but it's definitely intentional. Um, those three women kind of lead it off. And then I have an amazing peer group of ladies who have also just been extraordinary. Wow. So you're you're surrounded by by the uplifting and the support and the encouragement, which is incredible because you're also surrounded by the negativity uh-huh. that the world has to offer. So yeah. that is that is wonderful that you have that. And earlier when we came on, you mentioned your daughter, uh-huh. who you know you are actively parenting, cool. um, an incredible little girl who has an incredible head on her shoulder, who is also an entrepreneur <laughs> and a little little girl of impact. And I keep saying little girl because the world wants our girls uh-huh. to, and our boys to grow up so fast. And I'm like, no, uh-huh. sir, no, ma'am. If you are 18 years old and younger, 
I don't I don't care that the State Department said you're grown up at mm-hmm. 18. You you're you're a little girl. And I agree. you should want to be that. I agree. 100%. <laughs> so how are you raising your daughter to continue in that that path of being right now a little girl of impact and influence who will one day be a woman of impact and influence like how are you encouraging her to keep her identity and to be okay in her skin and you know to just know that she is somebody in this world one thank you for that and i 100 percent agree like let kids be kids and our mm-hmm. little black and brown boys and girls are kids um mm-hmm. period and so I think the one is living that example that I want her to do. So, you know, we do not live in the do as I say, um, not as I do generation. Um, nope. They need, they, they want to see it. And I, and I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And so I want to be that example for her. Um, and then also exposing her to other women, you know, in my circle, in my village that are doing mm-hmm. the same thing. So she has mm-hmm. some consistency and examples um, and so she sees them, she sees them doing their thing, you know, um, and then I, and I tell her, I'm like, here, here's the list of people that you need to be able to connect with. Um, if you need something, here's your, here's your village list. And so mm-hmm. because she sees that consistently, um, and we do are intentional about trying to make sure that we're not exposing her to hypersexual, you know, content and a whole lot of social media. Like she's not allowed to have a social media platform. The only platform she's on that we let her on because we monitor is her YouTube channel. And that's because she's constantly building content for that. Okay. So that's about the only thing that we really kind of let her have exposure to. Um, and just letting her be a kid, like giving her kid like stuff to do and ex- and responsibilities though. Right. So it's like you can do this, but you still have chores. You still have mm-hmm. responsibilities and things that you have to do. Mm-hmm. And, and that is extremely important. And we do the same uh, in my household with my little girl and, and, and our little boy. Yeah, he's three. But like you comprehend. That's there right. Are things that you can do. That's right. Um, so as we continue on in this conversation of being a woman of impact. Not only did you give birth to a child, however, while nursing and newborn, you began to become a certified doula. (laughs) And you utilize, um, or no, which you utilize within the company um, of CocoLife.Black. So I, of course, have never personally nurse the child unless you're talking about my wife passing me a bottle and me giving it uh, because I just that is not my ministry yes yes Uh, and uh any child you know but I have experienced nursing through my wife Veronica Mm -hmm. and I find that to be one of the most beautiful things So not only were you nursing, which is a full-time job of of its own, on top of being an active parent, on top of being an active wife, then you decided, I'm going to get this doula certification. (laughs) What inspired you or made you say, this is something I not only want to do, but need to do? Mm -hmm. And what did the success 
after obtaining that mean tea? So first off, what you really wanted to say is what in the world convinced you to, <laughs> in the midst of all, no, um, no, I like the way you put it. Um, so interestingly enough, yes, just, what was I like two and a half months postpartum, um, um, not even a year. Well, yeah, I think I had just hit a year since my mom had passed year since getting married, um, mm. all of that good stuff going on, all of that stuff going on. And the reason for the doula certification, honestly, God ordained this whole thing, of course, but just moving in it. So before going through the process and the training for certification, God had given me this vision about Coco Life in 2019. Okay. And I remember sharing it um, with um, my cousin and really close friend of mine. It was like, hey, you know, both of whom you met when we um, initially started Coco Bump. Wow. Which was okay. what it was originally called. And so I remember sharing with them this idea like, hey, I want to, you know, I know my story of um, pregnancy and, and loss and um, mental health challenges, postpartum depression, psychosis, all of these things. I knew challenges that they specifically had experienced with loss and um, and postpartum and depression and then others. And I said, I'm not saying that resources don't exist. Mm-hmm. What I am saying is that it's not easy for me to gain access to them. So I want to create a space specifically for black moms where we can have access to these resources. I want to create a platform. They're like, okay, well, you know, if you into it, we'll, we'll help you out with it. So we initially talked about it. I gave them a couple of options, Coco Bump being one of them. We was like, okay, let's go with Coco Bump. Right after that, Pastor Waller, who is the senior pastor over um, the ministry at E9, which we, which we attend, um, put out this message and said his daughter had just given birth. She had a doula. She was an amazing resource. And if it's good enough for his daughter, he wanted everybody to have it. So he said, I'm, we're starting a doula ministry. And if you're wow. interested in joining the ministry, sign up. And I said, oh, my God. I just said I wanted to get in the maternal black maternal health space. I knew mm-hmm. nothing about it besides being a black mom. Um, and knowing other black moms. And um, I said, I want to do it. And then this came up. And so I felt like God had given me the opportunity to learn a skill um, that would complement this, this responsibility that he was in this mission that he was also giving me. Mm-hmm. And so I looking back at it, there's no way I could do what I'm doing now with the confidence that I have Um without also being able to complement it with this certification. Now, I'm not saying that anybody who gets into the black maternal health space has to do that. Your calling is your calling and mm-hmm. how you want to do it. But the way God aligned that, I knew that was a necessity. So um, started Coco Bump, then had MJ, then um, went ahead into what is the training portion of getting your certification. So you start by getting trained. So it was like a four day long, five week long training that we had to do every day. Um, and so after we finished that, then you have another laundry list of criteria and, and things that you, checklist that you have to do. Part of which includes experiences what are pretty much like internships. So also being recently postpartum, um, I, who decided to pursue the postpartum doula certification track, went on to get these experiences. So I'm actually supporting moms, one of which is my mom ambassador, my um my um, founding project member, um, Elle, mm-hmm. is, is, right, is my mm-hmm. very first 
uh, experience, like coming from certification. And that was such a, we both talked, just recently we're talking about it. That was such a milestone um, and humbling experience because as you know, she was um, just recently had a baby mm-hmm. and before giving birth, she had just lost her husband. Mm-hmm. Um, and so who else needs that sort of resource, but a mom in that position right. and, and the pandemic had just hit. So she couldn't, you know, people couldn't even navigate the way they really needed to um, be there. And God put me in a position to be able to be there. And she was open to it because that was the other mm-hmm. thing, right? It's one mm-hmm. thing for God to say move is another thing for her to hear that same message. So God right. told us at the same time, move and accept. Um, and so I did and she did. And that was the first experience. Um, and from then I went on to do a few more. Um, and then two years later, um, I completed all the requirements necessary to get my certification. I submitted all my paperwork, showed them all my stuff, um, did my paper, everything that I had to do, write a paper, and um, I got certified. I got, I, I was able to get certified a year ago. And I was so excited because one, they didn't even expect us to do it within the two-year time frame because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, so they kind of gave us an extra year because of the pandemic, but I pushed through. I was like, I want this done in two years. I want it done for me. I want it done for these moms. I want it done for my church. I want it done for this um, um, Reverend Miles who was over it. I wanted it done for my fellow doulas. Like I had a lot of people who um, I just wanted to be able to see my commitment to this space. So being able to do that was was so, like I, I remember when I got that email and she was like, you know what, um, everything's approved. And I talked to the, the certifier. She was like, everything's approved. And I just started crying because I just could not believe that this something that I never thought about, never even had an idea to do that God would allow me to occupy, you know, this, this space. Mm-hmm. And so I would say that, um, that is, that has meant the world It's meant the world to this and I'm not done. Um, there's other things that now I've been informed about that I want to do, but for me, that was such an important step in this process. And I, I just thank God for giving me the drive to do it while, while also finishing my master's. Like I was working on my master's at the same. Woman of impact. Um, <laughs> finishing that. And I just want people to see, like, you can do this. Yeah, mm-hmm. things are hard, um, and, but you can do it. Absolutely. And just real quick for the people who are listening who may not know what a doula is, mm-hmm. um, kind of break that down for us a little bit. Sure. So it's a Greek word, and we've been having a lot of conversation about how do we translate um, even stronger into our space, um, our meaning Black maternal health, um, maternal health as a whole, just what we know it as. But doula is a Greek word that means like female servant. Um, and so that is essentially what they refer to the female servants who would help with the um, birthing process back, 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 back. Now, mm-hmm. we from the diaspora um, know it as like granny midwives, um, aunties and cousins and sisters and stuff like that who help to bring our children um, into this world. And today, mm-hmm. what we call it through Coco Life as well um, is a ambassador movement. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yes, by title, because that is what we formally know it as, um, I am a doula. But all of us, yourself included, who has been along for this journey, we are my ambassadors. Absolutely. We are advocates. Mm-hmm. Um, and we show up in this space intentionally to bring, and all that means is we bring our gifts to heal and help in this space of Black maternal health. Yes. Un- un- and all of that unapologetically. All unapologetically. <laughs> yes. Don't, don't ask me to apologize for being, um, for being pro, pro-woman. Yes. Pro- 
And that don't, for those of us, that does not mean that I'm anti-male. I'm, exactly. I'm a male. How can I be anti? Exactly. My pro <laughs> is not an anti to, yeah, that's that's not the only way it goes. And yes, all of that. Um, exactly. So that is what the doula is. Um, and there's doulos, like for, for, for some who, so even those who are like, I oh, yeah, I know the doula, doulos are the male counter, if you, or the male, um, if you will, of doula. Um, wow. And so our brothers um, over there at Daddy University has a whole um, team of doulos who are also, again, mom ambassadors. Because, again, a mom ambassador is someone exactly how it sounds like. Like you support moms. Mm-hmm. You want them to be well. You know they need to be healthy. And here over at Black, our Black moms um, and babies suffer the highest disparities of mortality and morbidity. So we got to show up for them even mm-hmm. more. But, yep, doulas and doulos. And those two titles fall under a, um, a higher term of birth worker. And okay. so a birth worker could be a lactation consultant, a doula, a midwife, um, a, um, a um, placenta encapsulation specialist, like the list goes on and on, birth educator. Um, but really a birth worker is someone clinical or non-clinical who works in that space of maternal health. Wow. There, there's so much to know. I feel like we're going to need another episode just for <laughs> that information. <laughs> but if y'all are listening, you're like, oh my gosh, this sounds so interesting and I'm so intrigued and I want to know how to get involved. Don't worry. All that information will be in the description of the podcast. So, you know, keep listening. And as you scroll, you can kind of look down and see that information down there in the description of this episode. So, as we begin to wrap, I do have a couple more questions to ask, and then we'll, you know, we'll give the flowers and we'll go on our way. However, you do so much to inspire others, as you have just explained <laughs> elaborately, which is awesome. And inspiring other people, if we do it, you know, so much and it doesn't get reciprocated, we, we run dry and then there's, we're empty. So as you inspire others, how do you find inspiration or where do you find inspiration for yourself? You know what? You are the best interviewer in the world. Okay. <laughs> you be spot on with these questions. I was I hoping, I was hoping I would get an opportunity to share some of, give some flowers to some people who inspire me. Um, but so um, quote and copy paste to the first list that I gave of those who, you know, who supported me Mm -hmm. um, and I admire too. And then I have to say, I am inspired by my husband, um, just immensely so by Camille, because I've learned so much through this parenting journey, Mm -hmm. um, just about how to treat our youth um, and how to interact with them. And she's brilliant. And not just because she's mine, but because she knows who she is. And mm-hmm. I didn't know who I was when I was her age. I, right. I have been, by the time I was her age, which is 11, um, I have been through some, some traumatic things. And that started to influence who I allowed myself to become, who I thought I should be. Um, that manifested itself in the other things. So I'm just so grateful to her. But I also got to say um, the names of a few other mom ambassadors who have also, again, supported in this Coco Life piece. And I think my cousin T um, has been really inspiring to me. You know, I just love um, her um, beyond the beyond. And mm-hmm. um, 
it's just so great to have, you know, that person in your family. Yes. Um, my other cousin, Mariah, she's honestly been inspirational to me. And we, we, we've grown closer over the years. So I just love seeing her growth. Um, and then some friend girls of mine, um, I got to say L, uh, 3 trillion percent. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my good friend, Shamina. Um, and we have a little group of us. It's um, me, Shamina, um, Kia, Jasmine, and then Anika. Anika is my roadie to the road, to the road, to the wheels fall all completely off. And we've known each other since college. Um, and she's been an inspiration to me too. And, and the ones that I named have been inspired to me, not because they go with what I say, <laughs> not at all. It's honestly because when I've come to them at my best and at my worst, Mm-hmm. Um, with the with the you know brightest idea and the dimmest light, um, they still see God in me, and they help me to remember um, the position that God has put me in. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so those women have really been instrumental. Um, and then there's some some dudes that have been very instrumental to me too that I just got to shout out real quick too. Um, besides you know Musa has made influence, and besides my uncle, um, I have to say that. Um, that you have really been um, a positive influence uh, to me in seeing like the balance and the importance of black manhood and how important it is to show up and how we support each other in that space and just being ubiquitous um, in these spaces too. Um, And then also um, who came to mind is my oldest brother, Frankie. And so my oldest brother, Frankie, he's hilarious. Um, my <laughs> oldest brother, Frankie, I, people probably don't even know like my, my, where I sit in my sibling reign or what have you. My oldest brother, my, my dad had kids before he met my mom. Okay. Um, but my oldest brother, he has always been so intentional about our relationship. And we've gotten so much closer like over the past few years. But just watching and seeing him grow has truly been, you know, a blessing. So again, grateful to so many people. Um, And as I think back over my life um, today and yesterday, and I know more will come, and I thank God for those who are coming even, um, those people just kind of stuck out to me right now. And they have inspired me through their work. Like they they have set bars um, and achieved things that I'm like, hmm, like, Okay, I can do like I always feel like you should never be like the smartest friend, if you will, in your group, mm-hmm, the most, mm-hmm. the most, um, and the, the most motivated. And I know yes. they, they probably say that, but it's like you're not going to push yourself if you are the best thing since sliced yes. bread in the loaf. Like you yes. just, you're not. Because why would complacent. you? You get complacent. So I'm, I'm not interested in being complacent, and I need some people that push me and so all of you you and the people that I mentioned have definitely struck something in me wow I I appreciate being one of those people because you are absolutely one of those people when it comes to my life and my growth so I'm honored that I'm even on that list um because of how I how, how much I I'm going to say how much I look up to you and how much you do as a servant and how genuine you you always are in every single um, encounter that we have. So I'm definitely grateful there. And as we get ready to close every episode this season, I'm ending with this question. So this will always be the last question. So listeners, when you hear it, you're like, okay, 
oh man, I can't believe we're getting ready to end. Just go back. It's okay. Just go back and listen to the previous episodes because then you'll hear it again. <laughs> um, but no, so as we begin to close, what is one thing you wish people knew about you that most people may not know about you? Okay, one thing I wish people knew about me that most people, oh, okay, so I don't know if I say I wish they knew, but I think one thing that people probably don't know about me is how incredibly shy I am. Okay, okay. <laughs> and I'm laughing because people be like, yeah, right. But, um, <laughs> the level of insecurity that I have held for many years too, I think played into that shyness. Mm-hmm. Um, but what a lot of things people don't know is the, um, the, like the strength sometimes it takes me to show up, um, to show up for myself, to show up for them, to show up in spaces and be bold. Um, it takes a lot because I actually am a little shy because I'm constantly battling um, my me being good enough to be here and Mm. so that is something that god is i'm constantly seeking god's face for and growing in i believe i'm believing him to help deliver me um you know in in those certain spaces um but that is the thing that is that is real like i i'm i actually am kind of shy um i would rather play behind the scenes it's just that sometimes i know um but I, i recognize what my calling is too and, and mm-hmm. so that's where I have the voice but yeah I would say that's probably one thing that people don't know about me and they're like what you okay. but it's yeah because I would have never gotten it no because I I do yeah I, I've been pushing 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 through um to make sure that um I show up boldly because mm-hmm. that's that's what is behind a lot of it is this shy little Lexi if Whoa. you will. She 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 um definitely gives off things that people need, that positive energy. And we, I want to speak for everyone who has encountered you, we appreciate it. Uh and if you are listening and Alexia has been that for you, just go ahead and drop it in the comments, you know, let her see that love that you and support that you have for her. Uh and as we close this episode. Just let everyone know, you know, what you're doing in 2023, how they can get in touch with you if they want to connect with CocoLife.Black or Milestone Pro, how they can, you know, reach out to you and what, you know, services you may be able to provide to them. Thank you. Thank you so much again, Terry. This has just been amazing. Um, So I would say two of the main signature events that we have coming up is our Black Maternal Health Summit in-person and virtual um, Summit and Expo, March 18th, um, 2023. We're partnering with E9, um, the Department of Health on that. It's our second annual. Another signature event, which is coming right behind that, is our first Mom Benefit Mixer fundraiser and mom stands for maternal outcomes matter um and that is our fundraising event to help us with the work that we do so cocolife.black is a nonprofit 501c3 um and so we are here to offer support and services in the way of like doula services mental health 
um, infant care, personal care items for mom. And in 2023, one of the other things we'll be able to do is offer financial aid to persons who want to enter that birth worker space, like some of those um, positions that I named. Um, and so if you want to get connected, as you should want to get Absolutely. connected with Coco Life, you just go to www.cocolife.black. Um, you can learn all about the work we do, um, the events that we have coming up, including some others programming in between that time. Um, we got a lot coming up for 2023, some second annual, third annual first, but uh, programming, edutainment is what we, we do. So we show up in spaces and we want to inform, we want to educate. We, the three things that I say, and I used to say all the time with Milestone is we educate, engage, and empower. Mm. That's part of our mission. Mm -hmm. And so that is what we continue to do every day um, here with CocoLife.Black. And we're growing. And so if people are interested in assuming certain roles, you know, as mom ambassadors, they should reach out. Because again, we need talented people and we're national um, and growing to international spaces. Incredible. And international, it shall be. And yes. then if there's something that grows greater than international, which I don't believe there is, but should it come, that's what it will be as well. Yes. Um, but Lexi, just one more quick thing. Just let them know how where they can follow you, how they can get in touch with their socials and all that. Oh, man. So we try to make it easy on y'all. CocoLife.Black, like everywhere. Coco the difference Life is, so it's Coco Life, period, black. So the dot black is our website. It is um, our Instagram. And then Coco Life dot D-O-T black is like our Twitter. It's our YouTube and on LinkedIn. You can find us there too at Coco Life dot black or Coco Life. So wherever awesome. you look for us, just search for Coco Life dot either the period black or Coco Life D-O-T black. Um, and we should show up for you. And then if you forget, go to the description of this episode or <laughs> Google it. Everybody's favorite best friend. Just yes. go at google.com and type in CocoLife.black and you'll find it. Well, listen, guys, if you uh, do want to follow me, I'm at Terry Glenn Harris, T-E-R-R-Y-G-L-E-N-H-A-R-R. IS on all platforms, Twitter, Instagram. That's about the only two I have right now. YouTube is coming, but it's just not there yet. Um, again, Alexia, thank you so very much for your time. Please, you know, thank the family for me because this is their time too that, you know, you decided um, to count it not robbery to sit down and talk to me. And I greatly appreciate you so very much. Absolutely. That's why I've been running around. Like, dodging. <laughs> I keep running into different rooms. <laughs> Listen, and it's all good. And that, that's what this is about. You know, y'all heard the kids in the background and that's yes. cool. We're not editing that out. This is real life stuff. So I want to thank each and every one of you listening for taking time out of your day today or this evening or tonight. Whenever you're listening to this, I truly appreciate each of you. And I don't take a single second that you spent with us for granted. So in closing, and all you do, be sure to do it with respect. Remember that the key ingredient is love. And until next time, I wish you nothing less than peace. You are listening to Beyond the Coffee Table, the podcast.